Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Sacred Jellyfish Podcast. Today, I am with a beautiful, wonderful friend, Rain, our Earth Warrior. She is an artist, a traveler, an embodiment of everything divine, and I'm so excited to have her on today's episode. Hello. Um, <laughs> just to be sure, my thing was like disconnecting a bit, so let me know if you ever can't hear me, but... Hello, everybody. Much love to you all. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. What energy do you feel like you are embodying during this time in your life? Wow, what a question. Um, And beautiful. A a big golden retriever just ran up to me. (laughs) You might hear him breathing. Overall, in my life, I feel like I'm going through some deep, transformative healings. And, like, I've been on a healing journey for a while now, but recently it's, like, getting really to the core of it all, like, the deepest layers. Mm. Yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely um, has its ups and downs. It's not easy, especially, like, getting to the, the very depths of it all. It's bringing up a lot of challenges but getting through those challenges is like the most transformative breakthrough experiences ever so it's it's beautiful yes I feel like for me too it's like whenever I feel the transformation between spring and into summer or like the fall and winter into summer it can bring up a lot of like subconscious beliefs and just triggers in general because I feel like I have to be doing something productive or I have to be embodying someone new and it can be overwhelming sometimes but then just remembering that like healing isn't linear and the ebb and flow of life is really beautiful yeah And it's kind of, like, ironic because you think, like, summertime is, like, magic and joy. And, like, it is, but it does bring things up. It's, like, oh, it's summer. I want to be free and, like, enjoy my life. But I also have to work. So it's, like, figuring out what we most want to do and, like, how it all aligns in our lives and with our passions and with society and money and all that. So it does does bring up a lot. But Mm -hmm. it's all necessary to face and to work through to continue like creating the lives that we want to live the most yes exactly and I feel like it's just so powerful that we are able to just sit with that healing and sit with what's coming up because I know for a lot of people it can be hard to even identify like their trauma or their triggers so the fact that we can even sit with it is just so powerful and just healing just acknowledging it Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. I kind of talked about that on the last episode I posted on my podcast, just like realizing how far we've come, like everyone, like there's always going to be more things that come up. But like there was a day in my life when I wasn't able to know like, oh, this is a trauma that's coming up or this is like a, a hurt from my past that I have to like work through to like heal and become my highest self. And now it's like, that's so second nature. It's like, oh, something's happening. What do I need to face? What do I need to acknowledge from my inner child? So it's like just being able to appreciate that we are where we are and like we've gotten to this point. And like, yes, sometimes we forget that when things get hard, but 
it's so humbling and honestly like so empowering to be like oh I got here well I know I'll get through this then too exactly like at the end of the day we've gotten through a hundred percent of our bad days and just holding so much gratitude for ourselves is so magical yeah truly yes so on today's podcast, I wanted to capitalize on your travel journey and mm-hmm. how you got it started with your travel journey and how it's shape shifted your life and your just perspective on life. Yeah, I love talking about my travels. Um, for so long of my life, I wanted to travel. I didn't really care where, I didn't really care what, I just wanted, in a sense, it was like kind of like a will to escape where I was, Um, and my senior year of high school, I did some research online of study abroad programs for high schoolers, which I didn't even know like existed, but an opportunity came to me, and that didn't work out, so I was like, okay, well, now that I know this exists, I'm going to figure something out, so I researched all these programs online and I found one that was through the government and it's called CBYX and I applied for it and I got it and it was like a fully funded scholarship from the US and the German governments and I have no relation to German Germany before that so it was all very new but I was so excited like leave leaving my senior year of high school to go to Germany to live with the host family everyone's speaking German I didn't know anything and I was it was like the happiest opportunity of my life and it really shifted everything I always was like so sure that I wanted to go to college I wanted to be like a neuroscientist researcher which is just so intricate and like um like so much constant research and like being in Germany I was like I love learning but I don't want to sit in a classroom. I don't want to sit in a lab or whatever it is, an office for the rest of my life. Like I learned more being in Germany for eight months. Unfortunately, it was cut short due to COVID, but I learned more in eight months there than I did in my entire schooling of my life. And like my high school in the U.S. didn't give me any credit for it. So it was just so ironic of like, that shows you how how the systems work. Like I became fluent in German. I learned so much about culture, which like when you live somewhere abroad, it opens your mind and your perspective in ways that you can never imagine, like especially with the U.S. because we're so used to how things are around here that you leave it and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole world of people who live in different ways and who think that people in the U.S. live in crazy, cuckoo crazy ways. And we're (laughs) so accustomed to it that it's like so normal to us so it just showed me like how much is out there and I was like well this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life oh my gosh that is so magical I didn't know that you spent (laughs) eight months in Germany that's a whole experience that's like I feel like within eight months within my life I transformed so much so I can't imagine like being somewhere totally different did you go alone to Germany Yes and no. Um, It was a program. So within the program, there were 50 Americans on the East Coast who all went together. So we like gathered in D.C. for a weekend and had like a pre-orientation. And the program was so awesome. They taught us so much about culture and like how 
things are going to be different when you're living in a different country. And the like basic thing they taught us was that things are not good, not bad. They're just different with culture, but it applies to everything. And it was like such a beautiful lesson. But we did like the orientation and then we all flew to Germany together and we spent one month in Hamburg and like learned a bit of German and did more like orientation, learning about culture, like setting up for living in a different place where you're going to experience culture shock all the time and we have to learn a new language. And then we all split up and went to host families and we're on our own. So, yeah. That's beautiful. That, oh my gosh, that's really inspiring. So I know if I'm inspired by that already. I know other people listening will be inspired by it. And how long was the flight there to Germany? Um, Maybe eight hours. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, and it was like we were with like our 50 Americans. So we all got to hang out and be like, oh my gosh, like we're moving to Germany. What? <laughs> so it was, it was fun. That's beautiful. I feel like for me too, I just like growing up, I never thought about traveling, traveling Mm -hmm. until I think it was like after COVID is when it hit me where I was like, wow, I actually do want to experience the world. And that's when I realized how boxed in I felt in my environment. And that's when I started researching about traveling and woofing is the program I'm going to be going to this summer because I feel like farming for me just hits home. I love learning about sustainability and how to work with the earth to grow fruit and vegetables and to give gratitude to the earth. And so, yeah, I think this summer is when I'm going to be doing my first solo traveling, solo traveling, and actually be staying somewhere where I have no idea where the hell I am. But within that, it's like nobody knows you like all the people at home are back home and where you're going, nobody knows who you are. No one really knows what you do in life, what your morals are, what your perception is and the people you're around have a whole different perception. So it's really interesting, like how we just dive into that culture and we become someone new. Do you feel like after you came back from Germany, you were a completely different person? Oh, surely a hundred percent. And then like after covid i went back to germany a few times i'd like go for like one to three months and then come back to the u.s and every time i went it would change me like just again the amount it opens your mind and changes your perspective of like how much else is out there like it's shifted my perspective perspective with food and how we eat in the u.s and like family customs and like like truly everything like you can't even imagine it when you're not living it but once you go somewhere that's so different I think for me I lived in Egypt so you did you're gonna do woof I did work away have you heard of that yes I have yeah so I did that in Finland for three weeks and then in Egypt for three months and Egypt was like everything is different like really everything like it's so crazy and it's like constant culture shock and like constant challenging your views and your way of life and just being like okay you thought that Germany was different and here's a new perspective but here's like things completely opposite of what you've experienced and it's like Egypt was a hard place to live in it was really challenging but it was also like one of the most mind-opening experiences I've had in my life wow that is wow that's crazy you lived in Egypt too (laughs) Oh my gosh, do you want to talk more about the challenges you went through if you feel comfortable? 
Yeah. Um, so I did work away and I volunteered with my boyfriend at the time at a like cat sanctuary. So in Egypt, they have an abnormal amount of like stray street cats and street dogs. And it's really sad. So this woman from England, she started this organization in Egypt where she like bought a house and started bringing in cats and doing TNR, which is like trap, neuter, rescue. So you trap the cats off the streets, you bring them in, you get them neutered by the vets. And then if they're healthy, they can continue being a street cat or you try to get them adopted. Um, So it was like constantly doing that and living with 20 cats. So I love cats, so it it drew me in. Um, But the experience in general in Egypt there were a lot of challenges and like some of them were minor and some of them were like, okay, this is really hard every single day. So like some, some things, uh, the water was not really drinkable, not really usable for most things. Um, our shower water was salt water. So it was like, take a shower, get clean. But now you're like, salty and like you weren't really supposed to get it in your hair on your face so it's like how much are you really showering um the food was all what like the produce was washed in the Nile River I believe and that's not good so most foreign people have some type of stomach issues so I had really bad stomach issues every single day for three months like every single day like medication and stuff and it really didn't help so it was a struggle and it's honestly one of the biggest things that like holds me back from going back there because just the physical discomfort Mm. um and then like on a cultural level I would go to stores and they see you and they see that you're white and they see that you're a tourist and they immediately assume that you have money and they make the prices like five, ten times more expensive than what they would charge people who are there. And there are certain levels of like, I understand that, like they get their money from tourism and their local prices can be really cheap, but it would get to such an extreme that they'd be like, multiplying the prices so much that things would be more expensive than they were in the U.S., which is, like, crazy. And I was 19, 20 years old, and, like, I didn't have that much money. And I was also there for three months. So it got to a point where I'm, like, going to the store a three-minute walk from my house two months in, and I'm, like, you guys know me, and they're still trying to make the prices, like, piece of bread or a couple pieces of bread and I'm like I can't do this and you have to like get into these arguments and like they would truly emotionally manipulate you with money and they'd be like I thought we were friends like don't do that to me like why would you try to charge me less and it's like I've been here for three months I know the prices I know what they're supposed to be like I'll pay you even a little bit extra but it, it was so draining to have to do that every day, every time I went into a store. And it's like, it was so hard, but it also made me realize that, like, this is the life that they have to live, where, like, money is so overpowering in their day-to-day lives that they, like, have to go to these 
lengths to try to get as much money as they can because they don't have it. And it's like really upsetting to think that that's their constant lives. Like I had three months of experiencing it, but they're experiencing it every day. Yeah, that is so interesting. I guess I never really thought about that, but it makes so much sense too. Like, I think money has no like strict value. We kind of give it value based off of our environment and the culture and the economy based off of that like location. And so that's so interesting how they would like charge you more. And it's, yeah, it's so... I don't know it's something you like have to think about too because you don't really think about it when you're just at home and you never really think it would happen to you until you're put in that situation so that's really really interesting do you think you do have like um, money trauma before you started traveling do you think you have like limiting beliefs surrounding money oh surely I am working with a coach right now and she's really shown me the limiting beliefs that I've had around money so it's like super exciting because I now get to shift them but um there's a lot of different ways that people can have limiting beliefs around money and mine was like thinking that I never had money when I did so I was always pretty good at like saving I really did not spend my money a lot in my life and I still don't that much but then I just save up all my money and I'd be like I don't have any money I don't have any and I'm like well I kind of do I just am convincing myself that I don't. So it was like still living in a mindset of lack, even though I did have this abundance of wealth that could be used, but it was just sitting there. So with my coach, it was like the biggest investment I've ever made in my life. And I was like so scared because I was like, I don't know if I can spend this much money. And I did. And it's literally been the most magical investment I've ever made. And now I like have this relationship with money where I'm like, oh, if I need something or if I really, really want something or this is going to benefit my business or my life, I have the wealth. I have the abundance to be able to pay for it and get more money back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Just money like healing your money wound is so powerful and I think like we were saying before the world kind of does revolve around money even if we don't want to actually admit it like having a good relationship with money is the most beneficial thing you can do for yourself and I know that I haven't really really dipped into my personal money healing or like my money wounds but I've like done some research in it and I realized like it all has to do with like energy and once you perceive and take on the perception that you are wealthy and you do have just abundance coming in, then it does completely shift things. And physically, you can see how things change. And I think like, for me, I used to view money as such an evil thing and how the root of evil was money. But truly, that wasn't the situation that wasn't the actual cause it was just like how we were using money that was actually what was making it more suppressing than it needed to be so like creating that energetic flow with it and allowing it to come in and out and then it's like okay it doesn't have that control over me because I know that when it leaves it will come back and when it comes it's gonna go and and I can flow with it and flow with my life and allow it to just be as it is Yes, that is a really good way to put it. Like, 
yeah, like the ebb and flow of it too. It's like what I'm putting out, I'm going to receive back. And I view money definitely as like an energetic exchange. Like if I'm going to put $5 towards a candle, I'm not buying the candle necessarily. I'm not like getting rid of that money. It's just the money has transformed into a different form, which is now the candle that I'm going to use and going to benefit me in a different way. And so it's really just empowering to shift that mindset around money. Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful. Yes. And like, as I'm traveling this summer, I feel like energetically, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have that much money. But at the same time, I have the most money that I've ever had in my life. So it's also like, I need to definitely be more grateful, I guess, with like how much I do have and shift that narrative a little bit. And until this conversation, I didn't even realize that I was like, (laughs) oh, actually, I do have money. It's just like, I have to kind of limit that limiting belief surrounding that. Yeah. And it's so like rooted in fear too, because of how much money controls our society. It's like, oh, but don't run out like if you run out you can't buy food you can't have a home like you basically can't live if you don't have this piece of paper and it's like well that's not even true at the end of the day like there's so many different paths for everything in life and like there's so many people who live beautiful happy fulfilled lives with like small amounts of money because there's trading and there's like food gardens where you don't need to pay for your food and we got a home to stay in so it was like there was really not much money being spent for me to live such a fulfilled beautiful life and it's like that that is possible and we don't have to feel so fearful about like oh no my money is low the world is gonna end (laughs) yeah it's so interesting how we like we also take on that perception from our parents too like what are the odds like just growing up and observing how your parents put money towards things and how they would save for things. And they thought, yeah, like it would be the end of the world if, oh no, there's only like $20 left. But the truth is too, there's so many people living in the world that do have beautiful, beautiful, abundant lives and they don't have that much money. And it's just what they're making of their lives. And trading is definitely like a big one. And I do hope that within the coming years and the coming decades, we do come to that realization that money isn't everything. It more so has to do with your connection to the community and community and having that good community can help a lot with just not spending money as much and having a better relationship with money and just using your resources. Because I know like mother nature, she doesn't ask you to pay for her apples or her like carrots that are growing from the ground all she asks is that you give gratitude back to her so I feel like we've created such an economy from taking from the earth too when I don't I don't really think that's like a good thing it's like how how do people feel that they have the power to put a price tag on what is so natural what just literally is there for us Mm, yes literally I sometimes wish like I could just ask mother nature like what her perception was is of humans like I'm sure she'd be Mm. like oh my gosh like I love you guys but at the same time like you guys are taking from me I just wish I could like ask a tree and have like a full-on conversation that I could like clearly clearly hear 
and I don't know I really wonder like how they view us humans that's a really interesting question and a really interesting concept I feel like speaking for the trees (laughs) they are probably a bit confused but I also believe that like there is faith because the natural order of the world and the balance and the flow of it all is so rooted in like this beautiful perfection where everything just works out and it's like humans have kind of strayed from that with our thinking minds and like always trying to like figure everything out commodify it and like just all all these things and it's like I believe that humans are doing this and it's like in ways getting worse and worse so that it can just continue to get better. Like I talked about this concept of like the slingshot a while ago and it's like you have to pull it back in order to allow it to fly free and it's much of the world right now is going up in flames. There's wars and people dying and like laws are just getting crazier and crazier and it's like that is catalyzing so much change though like the amount of people who are waking up the amount of people who are connecting to communities and realizing that they can create homesteads and spaces where we can live off the land and share and trade and like support one another it's like it's such a contrast but I believe the earth sees that and believes in us and is supporting us in all the ways Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that slingshot just like idea and that theory because it makes so much sense too. I feel like the universe, its natural state is balance. And of course there has to be that polarity between like bad and good. But at the same time, it's like sometimes things have to do get really bad for things to get good. And when things are kind of flipped upside down, it helps people understand like, okay, maybe things aren't supposed to be this way. And maybe things aren't supposed to be such a huge struggle like they are now. And I've definitely noticed that within things becoming a little bit more chaotic, a lot more people have woken up to the fact that, okay, maybe there is a different way of living and it isn't this. And people are just connecting deeper with themselves too when there's more like, um, things happening in the world if there's like fires or wars like that gives people an opportunity to really connect deeply with what they want and luckily I feel like this new generation is actually bringing forth like what they want and they're starting to experiment with changing things and experimenting with new ways of life and new ways of becoming and I think too like us just traveling and us going against going to college has shifted our lineage because I know like my grandparents they never thought that they could travel they didn't know that they had the opportunity and they thought they had to go to college and then get married and have kids and just live a mundane like boring life I guess Um, so it is really empowering to just see how people are starting to shift based off of how they view the world and how they want things to occur differently Yeah, I was just saying, like, how excited I am for the world and humanity because I'm seeing more and more how many people in this world are healing and doing the work that needs to be done and how much it's growing the energy that is then bringing in and inspiring other people to do the same thing. Yes, yes, period. I think, like, Mm -hmm. also I used to 
I used to affirm all the time. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate people. I hate my situation. And that affirmed that perception. And within the last year, I've been saying like, oh my gosh, I love life. I love people. I love where I'm headed. I trust the process. And just those affirmations have shifted so much for me. And it's also crazy as like you heal, you start to attract people who are literally on the same wavelength as you. Yeah, it's so beautiful and it's so real. Like the more you do the work, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in a grocery store and I'm meeting like this beautiful healing hippie who's connecting to the earth. Like it just shows up more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And it's magic. It's real magic. It is. A, it's so beautiful, too, because the world is like your mirror. So, of course, you would meet like a hippie at the grocery store because I feel like that's <laughs> literally that's what you are. You're like a cool hippie at the grocery store, too. So it's like, dang, I attracted that literal version, that mirror of me. And the universe is like, hey, here's someone who is literally exactly like you. Enjoy their presence. Get to know them a little bit, because as you get to know them, you're getting to know yourself deeper. Yeah, that's so true and it also shows you like how much our internal mindsets and voices and really everything inside of us affects that outside of us which can be so amazing and beautiful but it also can be very humbling of like if you're having these negative voices in your head and like allowing them to come up in your life so often then it's going to affect your external and the world is going to confirm that that is your life that it's hard and things are challenging and that you can't connect with people and it's like words are spells and it's just something to be mindful of more and more yes exactly words are definitely spells and I guess like I never truly realized that and now I don't like to sing happy birthday to myself and I don't (laughs) like to tell people happy birthday because I'm like I don't want them to grow old instead I'm like happy solar return happy like Mm. year happy birth rebirth day is what I like to say now but it's just like yeah dude everything is a spell and also the people you surround yourself with too and being mindful of what they are saying and what they're affirming in their own life we kind of like subconsciously take on in a way so yeah just like being mindful of who you surround yourself with who your tribe is at the moment and it can be hard too when you are vibing a lot with someone and they kind of like leave your life Um, But at the same time, it's like, okay, ebb and flow, that person had to leave, new person is coming in, making room for the new. And it's just really beautiful, like how, yeah, just life is. Yeah, and it goes both ways, because sometimes in life, we have to make the hard decision to choose ourselves and like, take space from people who aren't aligning with our journey at this time. And that can be a really hard thing for both sides of it. But again like you said it's the ebbs and the flows and it's like just learning how to choose ourselves and like choosing ourselves is really choosing everyone because when you are aligning with your truest path like it's supporting you and it's supporting all the people around you whether directly or indirectly to also choose themselves and be aligned with their truest path oh my gosh I absolutely love that like (laughs) quote Like, it's a hard decision to choose yourself, but once you choose yourself, you're choosing everyone. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, 
that completely shifted my mindset and oh my gosh I love that Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely makes sense you have to make the hard decision to kind of separate yourself from certain situations but within that you are benefiting the opposite party because you know sometimes even in my own life sometimes it's hard for me to make a decision and so when other people make it for me I'm like hold on wait but in the long run I know it definitely like benefits us both yeah Yeah. And again, it's just a mindset thing. It's like, we can so easily fall into like, oh, no, like, why is this happening? Or why do I have to make these hard decisions or deal with these hard decisions? And it's like, or we can look at it and be like, look at this opportunity, even though it's hard, like, things are hard. And honestly, the most rewarding things in life are usually the most challenging. So it's like, is this bringing me pain? Okay, let me feel it. Let me release it and open up so much space in my life for whatever is supposed to come for me. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. I know for me, like the past month has been a teeter-totter back and forth, me like playing mind games with myself because I realized like with me so traveling for the first time, I'm going to be letting go of certain friends and certain connections. And it's been such a hard decision to make. And I was talking to my mom and she was literally like, subconsciously, you're a attaching to things to make up excuses for not going. And I realized like, oh mm-hmm. my God, that is such a truth. Like we the hardest stuff and the hardest decisions can lead to the most fulfilling outcome. And it's just like, you have to kind of be tough with yourself and you have to be brutally honest with yourself sometimes. And it can, it can hurt really bad and it can sting. And you know what, that's definitely the polarity of just the happiness that's right around the corner for you. Yeah. And I'm so excited for you to be making this decision and to have these experiences coming up. It's going to be so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I know that definitely you inspired me with going. So I'm like, Mm. oh, my God, Rain, like, definitely. If she can, like, solo travel to Egypt, I can go (laughs) a couple of states away. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's very empowering to see, like, other women, young women, just, like, taking a hold of their life and taking, like, control and just straight up going for it. Because I know if we're this young and we're this empowered, I can't imagine when we're like 60, we're going to be like these jungle women just like (laughs) thriving. Oh, yeah. That makes me so excited. I just like had a vision of us all being jungle women thriving. And that's (laughs) honestly the best vision I could ever have. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And I also love being barefoot. And I realized like this past couple months I've just been walking barefoot everywhere and it's connected me so much to the ground again even though my feet don't look the prettiest that they have (laughs) it's just like it's so empowering to just go against societal norms yeah no literally me barefoot right now with my dirty feet and like dirt is beautiful it's natural but I like going to the grocery store and stuff and (laughs) toes out whatever yes literally and like hairy armpits hairy legs I know like when I'm solo traveling I'm not gonna bring a razor I feel like that's just an added item that I don't need so I'm just gonna be out there in the field with my dirty toes my hairy armpits and my hairy legs just thriving out in the sun it's so empowering like we get to make these decisions for ourselves now when society was making it making them for us for so long Mm-hmm. exactly and again it's just like dang I'm healing my lineage as I make these awesome yeah. decisions yeah it really is it's so awesome 
and we all get to support each other through it. Yes, exactly. Is there anything else that you feel called to touch on in this present moment? Um, just for everyone to follow their hearts. I feel like so much of my healing journey has been teaching me to like disconnect from my mind in those harder times and truly tune into my body, into my heart. Like what our bodies are so wise. Our hearts know all the answers. And if you tune into that in any situation, like it will always tell you what's right and just trusting that and going with it. And with that, we'll all end up where we need to end up. Exactly. I definitely feel like within those last couple of weeks, I've just had so much uncertainty, but I think the uncertainty was definitely in my head. And once I def- tapped into my body and tapped into my heart, I'm like, you know what? I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And there's so many opportunities and yeah, just like get the ball rolling, follow your heart, follow what that inner child always wanted to do. And I think that's a really good tip too, is like, if you don't know what you want to do in life, what did your five-year-old self enjoy doing? (laughs) Like the dirt, climbing the mountain, drawing pictures, like tapping into that childlike innocence again. Yeah. Just running around and trying things without judgment, without expectations. Yes. Without expectations. Well, I appreciate you so much, Rain, for being on my podcast. I absolutely love your energy. You're such a magical being. I love you. I'm so glad that we did this. And I can't wait to one day in the physical world, give you a big hug. (laughs) Yes, I can feel the virtual hug that I'm sending your way. Our souls are hugging. Yay. (laughs) 